48K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, the government announces another series of flights to airlift Hong Kong residents from Hubei. US Central Bank, the Federal Reserve, slashes interest rates to nearly zero. And the mainland's industrial output contracts for the first time in decades. The government says it'll charter flights next Tuesday at the earliest to evacuate hundreds of Hong Kong residents stranded in Hubei province, the original epicentre of the coronavirus outbreak. The Secretary for Constitutional and Mainland Affairs, Patrick Nip, said they expected to bring home more than 700 people in Wuhan, Xiaogan, Huangxi and Xiaoning cities. He said the evacuees would be quarantined for two weeks on the return. At present, uh, we have about 700 quarantine places uh, available. And um, I think by next Tuesday, the first batch of uh, uh, returnees from Hubei uh, would have completed their 14 days of quarantine and, and will leave the uh, quarantine center. So uh, in devising the, uh, the second batch operation, we have already taken into account and actually assessed very carefully about our quarantine capa- uh, center's capacity. Pro-establishment lawmaker Alice Mack says officials shouldn't forget the thousands of Hong Kong residents who are in remote areas of the province. Federation of Trade Unions lawmaker called for further plans to be rolled out and using different means of transport. We hope the government will consider uh, different means to receive as many as Hong Kong people back from uh, to Hong Kong as soon as possible. And we hope we will see uh, the, another third round of uh, evacuation very soon. And we know that it is not easy because the, 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 uh, there are many uh, Hong Kong people staying there in many sketches and isolated cities. But uh, I hope uh, the government, will, the SL government will consider uh, how to tackle these technical problems uh, with the help of the provincial government in Hubei and to uh, receive Hong Kong people back to Hong Kong. Ms Mack also urged the SAR government to consider sending flights to the UK to help local students studying there to return. She said she'd heard that many parents of students studying there were unhappy with the way the UK had handled the outbreak. They are not satisfied and, in fact, disappointed about the UK government's handling this disease. The parents are very concerned about the outbreak in the UK. So we urge the SL government to consider sending flights to receive our students back to Hong Kong. And meanwhile, we will urge the Ministry of Foreign Affairs to consider to offer enough face masks or hand sanitizers to the students studying in UK because we know that the students there will have some medical needs and we hope the Ministry of Foreign Affairs will try to help these students. A top microbiologist has expressed concern about the rise in COVID-19 cases here brought by Hong Kong residents returning from overseas to try to beat quarantine requirements. Janice Wong reports. Dr. Ho Pak Leung from the University of Hong Kong said in the worst case scenario, there could be some 200 new cases of the coronavirus in the coming weeks, and hospitals here may not be able to cope. He was commenting after the government said people coming from the UK, Ireland and the United States would be quarantined for two weeks starting from Thursday. Dr. Ho said there could be thousands of people returning in the next few days. He suggested the government should ban the entry of non-Hong Kong residents from those countries that have been issued a red travel alert, which also includes Hokkaido in Japan and South Korea. Earlier, the education sector lawmaker Ip Kin Yun said he had been contacted by students and parents who are overseas and have difficulty finding plane tickets to return to Hong Kong before Thursday. 
The coronavirus pandemic continues to weigh on markets despite moves by central banks to ensure liquidity. Hong Kong Monetary Authority lowered its base rate to 0.86% after the US Federal Reserve cut rates by a whole percentage point to virtually zero and announced plans to buy billions of dollars of treasury bonds and mortgage-backed securities. President Trump welcomed the news at a press conference. I want to congratulate the Federal Reserve. Uh, for starters, they've lowered the Fed rate from what it was, which was 1 to 1.25, and it's been lowered down to 0 to 0 0.25, 4.25. So it's that's a big difference. It's a quite a bit. Meanwhile, the Vice President Mike Pence said testing for the virus would now be expanded. A priority will be placed on, on health care workers and first responders who are out there coming alongside people that are being impacted by the coronavirus. We want to make sure they have access to the testing as a priority. And then Americans 65 or over with a, a cough or a fever or other symptoms will be prioritized uh, over other tests uh, that are extended. The mainland's industrial output has contracted for the first time in decades. Official data shows industrial production, retail sales and investment all contracted in the first two months of the year after the coronavirus wreaked havoc on the economy. Industrial production shrank 13.5%, first contraction since the early 1990s. The mainland has reported 12 more imported coronavirus cases. Four new local cases were in Wuhan, the city where it was detected in December. There were 14 more deaths, bringing the toll to over 3,200. Italy and Spain have both seen sharp rises in the number of virus-related deaths. In Italy, 368 people died in 24 hours. In Spain, total fatalities jumped to 288. Spain and Portugal say they'll close their shared border to leisure trips. The Portuguese president is considering declaring a state of emergency, as Spain has done. Here's the BBC's Alison Roberts. After a video conference between the heads of government of the two Iberian countries, Portugal's Prime Minister Antonio Costa said that all travel across their shared border, other than for trade and work, will be banned. Details are yet to be hammered out, but cross-border train services have been suspended from Tuesday. Easter traditionally sees a huge influx of tourists into Portugal from Spain, where the epidemic is currently much worse. The European Union has told its member states that the best way to fight coronavirus is to have a rapidly coordinated response and pool resources. The appeal came from the President of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, as she announced a series of measures to protect EU member states' health services. We need to keep in the EU the protective equipment that we need. This is why we adopted today an export authorization scheme for protective equipment. This means that such medical goods can only be exported to non-EU countries with the explicit authorization of the EU governments. She said the bloc as a whole would boost production of protective equipment. Germany is to partially close its borders in an attempt to slow the advance of the coronavirus pandemic. The decision was taken at a meeting between Chancellor Angela Merkel and leaders of border regions. Reports say commuters and goods will be allowed to cross when the restrictions come into effect on Monday morning. Germany has so far been reluctant to override the Schengen border agreement, which allows the free movement of people in the EU. But the Interior Minister Horst Seehofer emphasised the gravity of the situation. The spread of the coronavirus 
schnell und aggressiv voran. Both in Germany and in our neighboring European countries, coronavirus is progressing rapidly and aggressively. Many new cases of illness are reported every day, and we have to assume that the culmination of the development has not yet been reached. And we have to and will react to it, and this has already happened. One of the most important measures to protect our population is to break the infection chain. The first human trial of any vaccine to protect against COVID-19 will begin in Seattle later tonight. Testing will start with 45 young healthy volunteers. They received doses without being infected as the vaccine doesn't contain any part of the actual coronavirus. Instead, it'll instruct a person's own cells to produce proteins that could prevent, treat or cure the disease. The trial will test whether the doses produce an immune response. The Consumer Council says people should in avoid ingesting lip balm as some contain cancer-causing mineral oils. The watchdog tested 45 products and found 36 had mineral oil hydrocarbons, with some exceeding recommended limits in Germany. One was eight times over the limit. Some of the products contained allergens and the heavy metal nickel. Spokesman Loi Wing Chung says mineral oil could cause cancer or inflame lymph nodes if swallowed. He urged consumers to check product labels and wipe away the lip balm before eating and drinking. Consumers should be cautious with its ingredients as they will be easily ingested. Frequent use of lips cosmetics, infants and children should avoid using lipsticks with a mineral oil as a major ingredient. Parents should attend closely. Some lipstick powder added with fragrance uh, favors may attract the children to apply on their lips frequently, possibly increasing the intake of mineral oil substance as well. The Spanish king, Felipe VI, has renounced the inheritance of his father, Juan Carlos. In a statement, the Spanish royal house also said Juan Carlos, who abdicated in 2014, would also stop receiving an annual grant of 200,000 US dollars. The announcement comes as the retired king is being criticised for his lavish lifestyle and faces an investigation by the Swiss financial authorities. Here's the BBC's Ana Pizarro. The allegations concern a bank account in a Mirabeau bank in the name of Lucan Foundation, a Panamanian entity whose alleged sole beneficiary is Juan Carlos. It's alleged the account received a donation of more than $100 million from the Saudi royal house 13 years ago. It's also alleged that the same account later made a multi-million dollar donation to the retired king's former lover, Corina Larson. Her lawyer has acknowledged she received the money. The Swiss authorities want to clarify if she received a commission for mediating a contract won by a Spanish consortium to build a Mecca Medina high-speed train in Saudi Arabia. Israeli President Reuven Rivlin will ask Benny Gantz to try to form a new government after he won the support of two key parties in his bid to replace Benjamin Netanyahu. Benny Gantz now has 61 MPs backing him in the 120-strong Knesset. It's BBC Sebastian Usher. President Rivlin will ask the former general Benny Gantz to start trying to form a coalition government from Monday. That gives him a boost against his rival Benjamin Netanyahu, but does not mean that he will necessarily succeed. Three elections in a year have failed to yield a majority government to either man. This has left Mr Netanyahu just holding on to power. That's despite the fact that he's been indicted on corruption charges. His trial was due to start in two days' time, but it's now been postponed for two months because of the coronavirus outbreak. Finance a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 23,406. That's 626 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $67 billion. 
Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 107.12 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar 11 cents. Pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 57 cents. Sport now, here's Adam Chung. The president of the Italian Football Federation has called for a postponement of Euro 2020. Gabriel Gravina says delaying the June tournament will allow the Serie A to complete its season. All football in Italy has been stopped due to the coronavirus outbreak. Here's the BBC's Nick Hatton. The Euro 2020 playoffs that were scheduled for the end of this month have already been postponed. Nagravina is calling for the tournament itself to be delayed from its scheduled June the 12th start to allow the Italian domestic season to be completed, saying it will be fairer and more correct after the many investments and sacrifices of our clubs. Representatives of European clubs, leagues and players will join national federations on an emergency video conference call organised by European football's governing body on Tuesday, at which a decision could be made about whether the European Championships will be postponed or cancelled. Next to local football, Eastern are through to the semi-finals of the Hong Kong FA Cup after they ousted the holders Kitchi in a physical contest played behind closed doors at Chen Kuan O Sports Ground. Kitchi centre-back Elio was knocked out of the game early after taking an elbow to the face from Lucas Silva. Eastern took advantage by scoring twice in the second half. Goals from Sandro and Everton Camargo gave Eastern a 2-0 win, ending Kitchi's bid for a fourth consecutive FA Cup title. Kitchi midfielder Jared Lum says the early injury to Elio threw off their game plan. Look, it's not the way we like to play football, but uh, the other team was smart. So they wanted to disrupt how we played and, and, and it worked for them today. So uh, I guess we just got to pick ourselves up. OK, we lost this game. We're out of the cup, which is very disappointing. The game was interrupted by a handful of Kitchi fans who managed to climb into the stadium. They were then told to leave while stadium staff fixed a hole in the fence. The last quarterfinal match will be played this afternoon. That's between Southern and Taipo, with the winner moving on to face RNF. Eastern will face Pegasus, who needed extra time to get past Yun Long. Our football commentator Chris KL Lau has more. League strugglers Yun Long and Pegasus set up a nine-goal filler. Pegasus John Diego Moser decided he was taking home the match ball by scoring four times in their 5-4 win over Yun Long. Interestingly, Yun Long are out, but Kenneth Kwok, after another managerial game of pass the pass, was back at Yun Long, so they have grounds to be optimistic for the rest of the season. RNF, after last season's disappointments, because they came so close to winning some trophies, but they didn't really. They show they mean business this season by starting past Hadi Valley 4-0. Iga Satori, Hong Kong Football Deer, pulled the strings and got one goal. But Giovanni got a hat-trick. RNF are also top of the league, so they're really going for it. The FA Cup semi-final matches will be played behind closed doors at Chen Kuan O Sports Ground this coming weekend. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, top story once again. The government announces another series of fights to airlift Hong Kong residents out of Hubei. News from RTHK.
Afternoon and welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon. Monday, the sixteenth of March, is today's date. Hope you all had a wonderful weekend, a restful weekend, and a healthy weekend. Many thanks uh, to Phil for the morning brew. Uh, today we're talking about our health and fitness uh, with fitness coach Nathan Solier. Nathan will be joining us uh, just after half past one. And he'll be chatting about staying safe and working out. And we want to hear from you also. So you can uh, get in touch with us anytime in the course of today's show. And uh, the email address is 123show at rthk.hk. That's 123show at rthk.hk. And after 